But it's really nice to ask your students specific questions about them and their lives that have got nothing to do with school. It's really nice to be able to make a connection, especially with something that they really enjoy, something that may not be academic or anything to do with school. Welcome to Rainbow Skies for New Teachers, where we're all about bite-sized tips and simple strategies for bright and busy new teachers. If you're in your first few years of your career and want to make the rollercoaster ride of teaching more fun, streamlined and stress-free, you're in the right place. We're Ashley and Alicia, the dynamic duo from Rainbow Sky Creations, and we're excited to be your teacher mentors on the go. There are rainbows ahead, my friend. And together, we're unstoppable. Let's get into today's episode. Here at Rainbow Sky Creations, we acknowledge the Darawa people and the Wujak Noongar people, the traditional custodians of the lands on which we record this podcast today, where we live, work and learn. We pay our respects to their past, present and emerging elders of this nation and supports the cultural, spiritual and educational practices of First Nations people. Hey Ash, welcome to today's episode. How's your day been? Hello. My day has started out a little bit hectic with the kids, but I'm so glad to be back and chatting with you today. And thank you to everyone who has decided to come back and pop us in their ears. We have been receiving so much love for the podcast. So we want to say a huge thank you to anyone that has left us a review, that sent us a message on Instagram, or that has shared this podcast with a friend and been an all-round cheerleader. It means so much to us. Absolutely. We really enjoy getting together and have a chat and talk about all things to do with teaching because we could talk about it all day long. But we're not going to do that right now. We're just going to chat about some ways to make your students feel valued. That's right. Seven ways to be exact. That is correct. Because the research about how important it is to develop our students' social and emotional learning is actually growing every single day. And how our students feel in the classroom is such a big contributor to their success. Alicia, do you have a story about a teacher that made you feel really good in your schooling? Yes. My brother and I went to the same primary school for the seven years of primary school, and his year six teacher was Mr. Wilde. Mr. Wilde noticed little Alicia on the sports field. Now, Mr. Wild loved PE and I was one of the fastest runners in my faction, go green. And whenever <laughs> I would go up to my brother's classroom, I would kind of look in awe at Mr. Wild, but he would always be there to say, oh, hey, Aaron, your little sister Alicia's here. How are you going? I saw you running on the field today. You're so fast. Gosh, I couldn't even keep up with you. So this relationship built over the years. And then when he was my year six teacher, I had created a deep deeper connection. I felt safe to make mistakes, challenge myself. And that was because over the years that I had built this relationship with my year six teacher. Go Mr. Wild. I love it that he made that connection with you before you were even in his class. Yes. And it was so powerful, that element of just knowing my name and seeing, you know, if I was on duty and I'd see him, I'd be more inclined to say hello and have a chat. And, you know, found out over the years that he had a daughter of similar age to me. And just those commonalities came about, love of running, love of swimming. So, we started to talk more about things outside the classroom, but that allowed for me to become the best learner that I could be by knowing that my teacher had my back, that 
If I made a mistake, I knew I was going to be okay. If I did get into trouble and had to talk to my parents, it was all right because they were there for my best interests. And that's what you are there as a teacher. You are there for your students' best interests and advocating for them to be the best that they can be. Yeah. Alicia, did you get into much trouble when you're in primary school? I believe there uh, there was one. <laughs> there was a couple of occasions, I won't, I won't lie, where I did get into trouble, but once bitten, twice shy. Fair enough. I, I wasn't really one to get into trouble. I was a bit of a goody two-shoes, really. But I would say I'm the rule follower out of the two of us. Would you agree with that? Yes. I like to see how much (laughs) we can bend those rules a little bit or... Can we go in a different direction? Come on, let's try this. (laughs) Speaking of going in directions, we are going in the wrong direction. Okay, so let's bring it back to students feeling safe and secure and valued because we know that when they do feel secure and valued, they form a deeper connection with you as their teacher or as their adult, their trusted adult in the classroom. We know that they're more likely to be ready and open to learning and less conflict occurs in the classroom, which is a really big one, isn't it? Absolutely. If you have a student in your classroom that you're finding hard to connect with and there is this sense of conflict, then the ideas that we're going to give you today is going to really help you. And I can guarantee that if you implement one of them, you're going to start to see a positive shift in the classroom. For sure. Because as educators, so many factors come into play to help create an environment where our students feel valued. So let's start nutting them out. We've got seven different ideas for you today and we want takeaway ideas, things that are actionable, things that you can try in your classroom starting tomorrow. So the first one is greeting your students in the morning. Now, Alicia and I have both worked at completely different schools. Most schools that I've worked at, everyone has played outside and then they've lined up at the beginning of the day and we've walked into the classroom together. Whereas Alicia, in her schools that she's worked at, the students have come in dribs and drabs in the morning, about 20 minutes before the bell rings. So we've got some different ideas for both situations. If you're in a school where you're lining up at the beginning of the day and you're all interested the classroom together, a morning greeting where the students decide on how they're going to greet you is a really fun way. We've all seen those videos on socials where students choose an elbow bump or a little dance or saying hello in another language or a fist pump. There's lots of different things that you can do, but that's a really great way. A shaka. Alicia's giving me a little symbol, a little shaka. My little boy, his kindergarten teacher did that and he loved it. (laughs) That was a few years ago. But there's lots of different ways that you can invite them into your classroom and acknowledge them as they're walking in. However, if you're in a classroom where they are coming in in dribs and draps, so your classroom is open in the morning, Alicia, can you give us a tip on what you would do in that situation? Absolutely. If you've got students that trickle in in the morning, guaranteed you're going to have a student who comes in and goes, hi, miss, I'm here. And they'll be the one to run to your desk and tell you about what's happened since you haven't seen them for the last 12 hours. But then you're also going to have the student who comes in quietly, looks at your interactive whiteboard and says, oh, I've got to go do those activities and just quietly goes and does them. And that's when you create an opportunity to go and quietly talk to those students. Now I would habit stack it. We talked about this in episode two. So I would have to make sure every day I was checking my students' diaries. So I would get my stamp and go over and be like, hey, oh, you did your reading last night. Did you read any other stories? What did you have for dinner? How's your pet cat Bobby doing? But it created that opportunity to have a chat, connect with them. Whether they're lining up at the door or trickling in, you'll find there's always an opportunity to connect with students and greet them in the morning. And like when we're greeting people in the streets, it doesn't necessarily always have to be to stop and have a conversation. It can be that, hi, 
make eye contact and saying their name is going to be really powerful. Yes, using their name and just acknowledging that they are there and present in the classroom. I know as a teacher, when I'm walking through the school halls or on my way to the staff room, it's so nice when people are like, morning, Ashley. Hi there. It just makes you feel a part of the team. And we want our students to feel that way too. That's it. We thrive in community. That's the thing that contributes to longevity, not how much healthy food you eat or how much exercise you get. It's about the people around you. That's going to help you live your best life. Okay. Strategy number two, ask your students questions about them. Now, this follows in really nicely from greeting your students in the morning or even what Alicia was saying by touching base with your students as they're starting to trickle in the morning and starting on their morning work. But it's really nice to ask your students specific questions about them and their lives that have got nothing to do with school. Things like, how was your little sister's birthday? Did basketball training go well? I saw you at band practice yesterday. Tell me, how did that go? It's really nice to be able to make a connection, especially with something that they really enjoy, something that may not be academic or anything to do with school. Yeah, I love having a chat to everyone and anyone. So I always found this was quite easy for me. But if you feel like you need a bit of a kickstart with finding out things about your students. I always like to start the year with a pop quiz about me, but it allowed me to share what my favorite foods were, what my favorite sports were, but I made sure I picked activities and questions that would allow for them to respond and them to make a connection and be like, oh, miss, I also love tacos or, oh, broccoli is the worst. Who would ever want to eat that? But it created these conversation starters and you kind of shelve that information. And whenever I was doing literacy rotations and you had that small group activities, I would often find that the book that you're reading would lead to a deviation in the conversation, but you would find a bit more about them. So there is plenty of time in your classroom to find out about what's happening in your students' world beyond the classroom walls. Definitely. And sometimes it's just about asking them because there's a whole handful of students in your class that won't be forthright with giving you that information. And those students probably just need that little bit of extra love and warming up as well. Mm. Not everyone likes to share everything. That's true. They just need to know that you are a trusted adult and before you know it, they'll be starting to divulge and share information with you. I always like to use the quieter afternoon activities or the ones that were less time precious in terms of your house, your technologies, art lessons. And when people are doing something and you're sitting side by side and not making that intense eye contact, it's easier to have a flow of conversation. And there was something that you love to do as well with this. For sure. I love it whenever I'm teaching art lessons or they're doing some sort of creative activity. Once I have the activity all set up, this is better in the older grades because the younger grades, you can just imagine the mess that would happen. But I go and sit down in one of the students' seats and I do the activity at the same time. So I might be drawing or painting. And that also allows you to join in on the conversations with your students. They love it that you're sitting down at their desk. They love that they're able to share that conversation with you and you can become a part of the conversation instead of just driving the conversation. So I love to do that, especially with art because I love to get creative as well. Yes. And an easy way is I'd put a directed drawing up on the interactive whiteboard if we had to spare like 15 minutes to wrap up the day. And I would do the drawing with them. So we'll draw, pause, follow the next step, draw. And then at the end, when we've all drawn our picture, we'd go and color it in. And then I'll go find myself at a desk and sit down and color with them and have a little chat with those around me. Alicia is a really great drawer, everyone. I'm slowly revealing little facts about her. <laughs> but we've learned today that she's an amazing runner. Are you still a fast runner? 
Oh, my three-year-old has helped me maintain my speed because <laughs> she's got a little booty on her and she just runs. Maybe we should have a little rainbow sky race. Yes, we could have a nice little fun obstacle course and you know, <laughs> pull an Achilles heel. Great. She's a great runner and a great drawer. Okay, this works into number three perfectly because we've just spoken about Alicia's strengths. Noticing your students' strengths. Everyone loves to be noticed and to be told that they're doing something really well. So noticing your students' strengths is a great way to build morale in your classroom. It doesn't always have to be like a big public declaration, but it might be a quiet word. When a student is learning, that will go a really long way. But we also love to give our students written notes because remember, it's a, bit, a little bit like the different ways of being loved. What's that called again? The love languages. Yes, the love languages. Everyone receives compliments and things in different ways. So if we think about the love languages, okay, so we're going off the cuff here, Alicia, but let's try and work them out. So this words of affirmation. Quality time. Gifts. Oh, I've had a brain blank. Physical touch and acts of service. So if we think about those different love languages, we can actually incorporate those into the classroom. Now, physical touch sounds a little bit weird, but that might just be, you know, placing your hand on a child's shoulder and saying, I really love how organized you are today. Acts of service might be, Tommy, I'm picking up your pencil case here and I'm going to put it away for you. And I really enjoyed how you've been giving me great answers in the classroom today. Or you might be writing little notes to students. Some students really love that. A little, we call them grow notes. So you can pop them on their desk saying that you really notice that they've been doing something really, really well. And you'll find your gift givers who get those notes will keep those notes. They'll have a collection of them. For sure. Another thing that we love to do is to write praise on pencils. So if you just pick up some plain pencils, get yourself a Sharpie and you can write your students' names and something that they've done really well. And students love these. We actually have given these as gifts at Christmas time or they could just be a random time throughout the year. But just showing them that you're noticing them, you're noticing their strengths. A hundred percent. It's so powerful. And we feel seen and valued when people notice our strengths. I do have one more for this one. And it kind of pairs up with all three tips that we've shared. Now, it also links in with your academics as well. So it's like a win-win for making your students feel valid, but also improving their writing and communication skills. So you can start this any time in the year, but you give every student a notebook and think of it as their free writing book. And in it, they write a letter to you and they can tell you anything they want. It could be one sentence. It could be a page. And what you do is you collect up the book and you read it and reply back to it. But in that same time, you are learning about them, but also seeing how well they're doing with their writing skills. Now, this is for a teacher who may really love writing, but it also could be for the teacher who feels like their class isn't getting enough writing. So you can choose to have this little personal journal being exchanged every week. So you might just have five kids that you reply back to, and all you need to do is you just put the book back into their tray or on top of their desk so they know, oh my gosh, I've got a letter from the teacher. It's a special letter just for me. Nobody else knows what we're talking about. And I've heard of teachers doing this for the whole term and for the whole year and how powerful it is for building connections, for students being risk takers and to find out some really personal things that they wouldn't have known if they had voiced it in a conversation. So that might be one you want to try, especially if you've got the older grades, but you could also still do it with the younger grades. I love that. I also love the idea that they're writing, but 
not for the purpose of you having to sit down for hours and marking it. That's the thing that turns me off writing the most. When I teach writing, I like to do it in little chunks because I think it's more manageable for the students. It's more manageable for me to give them good feedback. But this is even better because they're writing for a purpose. They know they're not going to get critiqued on it. It's Mm -hmm. just the information that they're giving you that is the important part. That's it. And some kids might be like, I just actually want to draw you a picture, miss. And you're like, that's fine because that's a form of communication. For sure. And you'll be able to notice those students that do love drawing. That's something that you're going to pick up about them or that Mm -hmm. they are really great drawers. And you're going to find that the kids who drop off from it and don't do it as much. And you're like, okay, well, I got to find out what is their way of communicating. Is it I go find them during an art lesson and sit down and have a chat with them? Or when they come in in the morning or we're doing a sports lesson and we like shoot hoops or, you know, doing our morning fitness and I run beside them. So it's going to allow you to see what is the best language to speak to your students. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to strategy number four, which is all about showcasing learning. So this could be done with a wow wall in the classroom. I know that that has become quite a big fad. Mm. I think social media has encouraged that. So that's when you have a wall and then everyone has got a particular place on that wall. You might have colored sheets of paper up and their best work goes on that wow wall. I know some teachers choose something that everyone has done and that goes up at might be a particular artwork, but it's really great when the students get to choose a piece of work that they are really proud of and that goes up on the wow wall. It might be another way of sharing work that the students have felt like they've done really well. Going back to writing, when I teach writing, I like to teach it in chunks like I spoke about. But one thing I also love to do is at the end of the lesson, I get a few students to come up and read out what they had written. So that is not only modeling and creating a beautiful plenary for the end of the lesson, but it's also allowing them to showcase their work and show something that they've really worked hard on and encouraging them to be proud of that. Definitely. And I remember the days of teaching at uh, IB school, the primary years program, where they would have a wonder wall. And that wall became our wall of sharing what was going on in our brains and the information we found and recorded. So we'd have post-it notes filled with questions students had. We would have pieces of work where students have found the answer and it might be a diagram, it might be a drawing, it might be a written passage. And it would go up on this wall and we would just see this growth progression happen throughout the term. So if you feel like you want to replicate something like that but doesn't have the seriousness of a wow wall where there's an empty space and oh my gosh, I need to fill it. It just kind of becomes a student celebration wall where students might actually come up to you and be like, miss, I worked really hard on this and I'm really proud and I want everyone to see it. Can I go put it on our student wall? And you'd be like, sure, put it up there. Now, our sixth tip is appreciating them, them being the students in your class. Now, this is all about sharing positivity that you notice about the students and why you love your job and why you love having them in your classroom. Now, there are a few simple ways that you can show students you appreciate them. And many of the ideas that we have given you today are all ways to show that you appreciate students. But a really fun and simple one is 10 reasons why I love being your teacher. Now you could set it up where it's a generic response for all your students, or you can set it up where you could create a generic list of ideas such as I love 
the growth mindset you have. I love the wonderful stories that you're sharing. I love how you're proactive and you give hard things a try. So you could do that for the whole class. Or if you want to go that extra mile, you could give some individual feedback to students of how you appreciate them and recognizing those strengths and recognizing those challenges they've had and how they've overcome them or those interests that they have. So appreciating the students in your classroom doesn't have to be a big hard thing to do you'll find that you're doing it every day. But if you want a nice little way to encapsulate the awesomeness of the kids in your class, we've got a freebie for you that you can grab off our website, which we'll put in the show notes and create a simple little list of 10 reasons why I love being your teacher. If you've got some of that amazing Kmart sticky tape or some old magnets at home, pop a bit of glue on it and the students can pop it on their fridge at home or somewhere special in their bedroom and I guarantee that some students will still have them at the end of the year or years to come. Absolutely. It can actually even be a little Christmas gift. I know things are really hard at the moment with the cost of living and you could create something like this as a little special Christmas gift for each of your students. You may even just want to get a little selfie with each of your students, pop it with this list and that would be a really special little keepsake for them. I actually saw a teacher online a few days ago actually and she was creating some sort of little letters of appreciation for her students and there was a comment saying how long did that take you? That would have taken ages and teachers are so time poor. And she said, well, actually, I've just been working on them over the last few weeks. Every time I had a little bit of spare time, I'd sit down and do one or two. And that's definitely one way you could do it as well. Just pace yourself or you could write one little letter to a particular student, highlight their name on a list, and then you could get through the whole class by the end of the year. That's it. Pair it up with when you give them a merit award or if they're a star of the week. Yeah, for sure. Number seven is an actual lesson idea to help your students feel valued. Yes, love this one. It's dedicate a lesson to celebrate each other. And we love to do it with compliment jars. We created these little jars. You could do real life jars if you wanted to, but we created a paper version that you can print out. And then you give students different colored slips of paper and they write compliments to their classmates. Now we've seen teachers do this activity at the beginning of the year, which is great to sort of build up that trust. But it's also really special at the end of the year where students have known each other for an entire year and then they're writing the compliments about each other. I've actually even seen teachers use this as a little Christmas gift to give to their students. So they do the activity with the class and then they either laminate them or they put them with some special ribbon and they add a little candy cane and that is their gift, which is really beautiful because it's lovely words from the peers in their class. Yes. I did something similar in high school where we were given a piece of paper, you wrote your name on it and you passed it around in a circle and you took turns to write down what you valued in that person or noticed. And I think I had my bits of paper for quite a few years because it was always nice to hear from people that you had no idea had noticed that about you. It was really powerful. And sometimes you're going about your everyday and even as kids, you don't know that something that you're doing is making an impact. Because that's just you, right? Sometimes it's lovely to be recognized or even just for somebody to point out something that you're doing that might just feel normal to you, but that's made them feel really special. That's correct. Okay, so number seven, create a class tradition. Absolutely. A class tradition, a ritual where something special that you do, whether it's on a weekly basis, a term basis, but it's going to set you apart from the other teachers. 
which you kind of always want to be a little bit special yourself, but it's going to make something memorable for the students. And it's going to allow the pace of the classroom with all those academics and expectations for you to slow down and allow for everybody to connect and feel valued and to feel seen. So what might this look like? You could do a mindful Monday where you take time out to unwind at the end of the day. You might love reading a class novel or audio book at the end of lunch or to wrap up the end of the day. I also love to do quizzes. So we would do a little pop quiz three times out of the week, which my students loved. Another one is you might have a little ritual where you create hot chocolates or everyone comes into class and once a term you have a lunch in the classroom or you put a movie on and you all chill out at the end of the day once a term. (laughs) It can change with the class too, depending on what they really enjoy. I know some classes really love to go out and play games outside, but other classes, really love director drawing. So you could do something like that. A teacher that I worked with for many, many years, we just found out she recently passed away. So a wonderful, wonderful teacher, but she, we just found out would get the students on their birthdays and she never broke rules, this lady. And she would ask them to stand on the desk and she would stand underneath them. (laughs) And as they stood on the desk, everyone would sing them happy birthday. Like they were on a stage for their birthday. And I thought that was a really, really beautiful idea too. Yeah. Made them feel special. And I bet there were kids who were like, I really want to be in Mrs. Classroom because I want to be able to stand on the desk. (laughs) Yeah, well, we said to the children, the children that had been in her class, is this true about the standing on the desk? And they were all like, oh, yeah, we loved it when she did that. (laughs) So good. Take that one down as a little note reminder to self. Give this a try in the classroom. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's recap. Can you remember all seven, Alicia? Yes. Number one, greet students in the morning. Next, ask questions about them. Number three was notice student strengths. Number four was showcase learning. Number five was appreciate them. Number six, dedicate a lesson to celebrate each other. And to finish it off, create a class tradition or ritual. Now, all of the resources that we have mentioned today, we will link up in the show notes. We are also going to link our freebie, Surviving Your First Years of Teaching. If you have not got your hands on that freebie yet, what are you doing? Get your hands on it, stat. And if you have loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review to stay updated with the latest content. And you can always drop us a DM on the socials at Rainbow Sky Creations. We would love to hear from you and share it with a friend. Tell your mum, tell your dog, tell your sister, tell your bestie. (laughs) Okay, there are rainbows ahead, my friends. And together we're unstoppable. 